Fantasy, Andre Simone, Henry Chisholm, final episode of the year. A little sadness here, Henry. A little sadness. Well, it's a lot of sadness. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, You're for me, me nothing for a second. Famously, well, I'm trying to tweet out the stream. All right, I got it. Like, I, I, I kind of struggled in my fantasy leagues, but fantasy basketball just started, and I'm wow. off to a pretty hot start there, and I'm feeling pretty good about my chances because I play with. Roto style or matchup style? Mm, I think Roto. That's the one where it changes every day, or just like categories. Yeah. Yeah, I love the categories. Roto's There's fun. no other way to go. It Roto's is so fun. much fun. Like, also, it just makes you put together like a good basketball team. It, yes, it does. And uh, love Roto because you really benefit from having a guy like Nikola Jokic on your team. Yeah, and I wish I did. Roto King. Yeah. Who was your first Nikola pick? Jokic uh, was the number one overall pick in my Roto League this year. Uh, wow. I mean, He's a roto god. I remember, this is how old I am, Andre Kirilenko was a, a roto phenom. He would give you like four steals, five blocks, four assists, 12 points, eight rebounds. Wow. The roto world, that's great stuff. It is. Um, uh, I, uh, I took Kevin Durant with my first pick. Wow. Yeah, it's paying off. And I actually have like, I have a really stacked team. I just picked up Dante DiVincenzo, um, also, also Kuzma. But but up at the top, like uh, don't cancel. I've got MPJ, I've got Will Barton, um, Trey Young, Demar Derozan. Those are the actual good players. Kemba Walker when he comes back. So I'm I'm as much as I hate to see the fantasy football season end. I wasn't going great for me, and now I have another chance to play fantasy that's relevant. Love to hear that. Uh, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, the number one sportsbook in all the land. Uh, jump in today. Use code DNVR. They'll match you a bunch of stuff. And Hank, two plus 200% profit boost on the NBA today. 20% profit boost on the NBA on top of that. Hedge opportunities left and right. Nuggets on a back-to-back. Uh, great opportunities. Buffs play in a bowl. You can gamble on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are literally losing money, as people Hank's age like to say, uh, if you're not using uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook. So I highly suggest people do that. I do too. Henry, before we go into some year-end recap stuff, see how we settled in, I won my championship, by the way. Mm-hmm. bonus championship this week, but uh, it worked out very fortunate not to have played against a Tom Brady or an Alvin Kamara. There were some performances in this playoff race that absolutely flipped and decided leagues. It was wild. Um, but before we get into that, a final winner's lap for you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've been so focused on like the he didn't see this on coming. the season long it. winners lap. That, I love that it. This winners lap. Yeah. Let's see. What did I even say? Let's see. I was I, I was big on Jalen Hurts. Uh huh. He uh I, I I'm pretty sure he wound up over twenty. I'm not sure exactly. Let's, Let's see. Let's see. Eighteen. Eighteen point five eight. CJ Beathard got, outscored him. Huh. That's not great. Where are you seeing that? I have him at twenty point five eight. I wonder what the difference oh, is. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. He finished his quarterback twelve. Okay, so that's not that's not what you want. Um, not tremendous. Who else was I big on last week? Wow, this is so hard to pull back. Mm. Oh, Giovanni Bernard. What happened Great with him? Week. Great week for G. Yep, yep. Running back fifteen. Samaj P. Ryan took a, stole a lot of his thunder in full PPRs. Mm-hmm. Twenty point day from P. Ryan. 
Weren't you high on Jonathan Taylor, Henry? Oh, I was so Wasn't high on Jonathan Taylor. Wasn't that your big prop that hit? Oh, yeah. I mean, it almost hit in the first half. On the tailgate, yeah. I hit my lock, my prop, and my upset. 3-0. and Yeah. 3 and The upset, too. That's plus money. But Our yeah, boy, the 3-0. and the, the Bengals prop, outright, he called it. Yeah, I mean, it's Brandon Allen, my, my guy making money off Brandon Allen over here. Yeah, even Brandon Allen can't make money off of Brandon Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, uh, I am straight. Well, I called Jonathan Taylor over 52 and a half rushing yards after he's consistently putting up more than that. I think I, I know with like two minutes left in the first half, he was at 48. Like he blew it out of the water, huh? finishes running back seven. I'm, Easy money. My guy knows. It was a pretty stuff. good week for me, wasn't it? What about uh, good calls on your sits? I'm sure you had some great calls on your oh, sits. Who oh, who did I not boy. like? Uh, did Ben Roethlisberger do anything? Let's no, see. He, uh, was, uh, uh, he was quarterback oh, six. That's true. Okay, that's well, true. I, I botched the quarterbacks, that's for sure. I didn't say to sit Juju, which is good, but I was really close to saying that, and I'm really glad I didn't. Okay. Good thing you didn't mention it. Yeah, I think overall... I think that's it for you. Yeah, it was a it was a good week. All right. All right, I'll take it. Uh my best call of the week, maybe best call of the year, Henry. Mm-hmm. And I called to start Corey Davis. He was the the top scorer that week. I told you guys championship week. Sorry, don't start Russell Wilson. It's time to start Mitchell Trubisky. Boy was I right. Put myself out there and I was correct. Great call. One of the calls of the year there. Also, CeeDee Lamb, 23.4 points, full PPR. Told you guys the Eagles were primed for the taking. You didn't want to believe. Uh, And I I knew that Andy Dalton, he'd go to those secondary weapons to really exploit that crappy Eagles secondary. CeeDee Lamb, my guy, coming through in a major way for me. And then... Here's a controversial one, Henry. Uh, I looked like a genius with my James Conner prop. Under like 41 and a half yards. Mm-hmm. Easy, breezy. Doesn't even get halfway there. He has five carries for 20 yards. Problem is, one of those five carries, a tud. And then he also gets five catches for 45 yards. So there's a full nine points for you in PPR. So he actually ends up with 17.5 points in a full PPR, but he he didn't even rush for like over 20 yards. So yeah. I don't know, a bit of a mixed bag. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll have to eat some crow on that, but I'm taking a victory lap on it as well. Um, and yeah, I think my final great call, even though he got a touchdown, was to not start Devin Singletary. And uh, great call by me. Yeah. 36 rushing yards. That one scared me. It did. Yeah. I didn't say it because I was like, yeah, I can see it. But to sit Devin Singletary in a year like this with no running backs, it's tough to do. This guy. Ballsy. And it worked out. So there you go. One of our better winners laps of the year, Henry. Yeah. We were pretty good. So we we could go another 17 weeks. We're in mid-season form. Mm -hmm. Tragic that things are ending. Okay, Henry. Okay. It's a tradition as old as time. It's time for us to eat some crow on the the few teensy weensy bad calls that we had last week. Anything come up for you? Um. Well, first of all, I mean the quarterbacks. I I, I like Jalen Hurts ahead of Ben Roethlisberger. I was off on that one. Kind of blew. Um. I had Eric Ebron on my sit list. He finished tied uh, for tight end six. So yeah, you don't like that numbers at the same time. Like, 
there were 14 tight ends who were within three points of them. And so hopefully you just grabbed one of those and it wasn't the end of the world. Yes. Um, yes. That yeah. And then my other sit was Mike Davis and uh, he mm. finished his, I think running back 26 or something. So that's, it's a good sit. There you go. Yeah. So not, not a bad week for me. Nothing. No crow to eat for you. Ebron, the quarterbacks. Okay. Wow. Outstanding, Henry. Uh, my Really, my glaring bad call, a little controversy on the James Conner front. You're my half PBR guy on a half PPR mm-hmm. basis. What the, what the JC do? Um, half PPR. Well, you look that up. My truly bad call was to start T.Y. Hilton. Not really great. Not a great day for T.Y. Three receptions, 60 yards, nine points, and a full PPR championship week i'd like a lot better than that i hope that didn't uh that didn't hurt anyone greatly in their finals half ppr james connor was running back 15 that was a bad call that was a bad call i gotta eat crow on that one bad call won me a prop but bad call none the less so there you go um wow that closes it up and with that would you like to do a year in review? Look at the best and worst calls we had going, you know, starting the fantasy season. Look at that. Look, look at this at, graphic. At How that. incredible is That's that? That's us. That's amazing. Wow. I now t- I know that I need some of those glasses. I could totally see you rocking those yeah. at, uh, you know, like a party Fourth in your of July apartment party. with uh, your one roommate because, uh, you know. Yeah. We are in a pandemic, and that's what socializing is. Now. Yeah, that's exactly maybe I can get one right. of these hinge girls to like Facetime me or something. Ooh, that sounds like a fun time. <laughs> so we're doing that because the graphic just appeared, and we're year in review. Yeah, but we also need to saddle up some bets. Just letting you know that that's coming, Henry. Um, so. Fun fact: Did you know I was higher than anyone on our crew? And higher than ADP on Alvin Kamara, the top running back in all fantasy. Wow. Good for you. I'd say that was a good call. Uh, Yes. Uh, Yes, Kale. Did you? I would like to uh, amend this because he's trying to have a little winner's lap right now. And he said he he told me when I had the number two overall pick, I should take Ezekiel Elliott over Alvin Kamara. And we had a whole argument over it. I went with Zeke and it was a mistake. It was a terrible mistake. Everyone had Zeke above Alvin Kamara. Yep. That's the worst call in the year in review. That's in our headline right there. And really, what to make of Zeke, who's now repaired his stock some, yeah. but you know, like in keeper leagues where you got to pick a couple keepers here. I so I have, a, I have a dilemma for you. Yeah, here we go. So Derek Henry's my first keeper, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Alvin Kamara... And no, not Alvin Kamara. Sorry, Ezekiel Elliott and George Kittle. Who do you keep in a keeper league? Ezekiel Elliott or George Kittle? I I'd be tempted to go Kittle, which is kind of crazy considering like if you just think like who would get drafted first, it wouldn't be Kittle. But at the same time, do we trust Zeke? Because I, I, and then there's the premium on the tight end position when there's only three guys in any given week that are going to give you big scores. Like I'm not sure it's even close. It's Kittle all the way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because nothing's going to change with the Cowboys. 
Like, like I don't think that all of a sudden next year they're a much better football team. I guess you get like, I mean, with like, Dak back, it, it, yeah. Could. I mean, you get that, but like for the running with the game, the line being healthy, exactly. Like the offensive line is the problem. Like that's why Zeke was so good the first couple of years because he had massive holes. When there are no massive well, holes, the baffling thing with Zeke is really is how he's being utilized in the passing game too, right? <laughs> Well, yeah. if the receptions aren't there, he's had years where he's getting, you know, 60, 70 catches. You're not seeing that. And that's where Alvin Kamara really, I mean, just surpassed him like nobody's business. At least I didn't have Saquon Barkley ranked ahead. No. And honestly, to me, that that, so that is probably your best call. And like it, it happened because of an injury and that's mm-hmm. tough mm-hmm. to predict. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you had Barkley eight probably did save some people from taking him higher, even if he didn't fail for the reasons you expect right, him to. Right. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope that some people were able to heed that advice. Um yeah, that was a close one. He really he slowed down there for a minute with Taysom Hill. And then he yeah. had that week last week where it was just three hundred and seventy seven fantasy points in full PPR. It's just absurd production uh henry we were the same fifth on dalvin cook uh yep that was the same as adp so good call by us on that mm-hmm. i was the highest on derrick henry you were having him seventh but i was lower than adp which had him sixth and he was a top three running back all year when does it end for derrick henry I mean, I don't know. He's like on a historic path for like two years. Yeah, I think that he's just that good. Oh. You, I mean, you've never seen an athlete that looks like him. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Like, there has been nobody who is built like that at that position. Yeah, I mean, not for many years. Who um, Who would you say well, that? Well, it's, I mean, Jim Brown or nothing. Yeah. I mean... But we're talking about someone who yeah. was playing a completely different era. It's true. But, but like I when you just see the somebody modern day Jim Brown. Yeah, and, and I just I I don't see any reason to think he's going to not keep doing it. Like I mean eventually, eventually he no, won't eventually. be good, but like I how old is he now? He's twenty seven. I mean, he's got at least a couple more years of this, you'd have to think. Yeah, the fall with running backs is just so drastic. He's um, just so different, though, than any other running back. Like, these aren't that big and that strong and that fast. I guess one guy I would compare him to is Larry Johnson, who was a fantasy darling with the Chiefs for like a year and a half and then fell off a cliff. But you're right. I don't think he was quite the specimen that Henry is. Yeah. He's just, I mean, yeah, he's right. special, and I, I, I know I trust it. You know, what, what I keep thinking about, though, it was Chris Long today tweeted something about tackling Cam Newton and said that it's, like, basically impossible. It's like tackling, like, a concrete wall or, like, tackling a tree or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's what Derrick Henry is, too. And, and like, what Chris Long was saying is, like, you hit him, and it, you're the one who gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and if that's true for Cam Newton, then that is certainly true for Derrick Henry. And I think that that really does change the equation. Well, in a way, I almost think they're saving him some because they really try to get him out in space where he just has to truck huh. one guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like Jim Brown style again. Going back to that, where it's just up the gut. True. You know, they're they're giving him more opportunities in space. So, anyways, I wonder. I would, uh, stick with him. I wonder when Jim Brown fell off. 
Because I honestly yes, have look no I mean, idea. I, I, like nutrition and equipment was so different back then. I don't know if it's wow. even comparable. But So he played, let's see, it looks like one, mm-hmm. two, th- it's really hard to count these lines. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He played nine years. glasses right now? Um, I mean, I'm always supposed to be wearing glasses. Oh, nice. Yeah. Contacts? Oh, I can't put them in. It, I do know that the uh, eye doctor thought. It Wait, was Henry, do you just walk around not being able to see fully all the time? That's like half of who I am as a person. What? It's, <laughs> it's so on brand. I am like. Negative. I'm I'm upset right now. Really? Like I Henry, mean, why why are you doing that to yourself? Tailgate. Because I lost my. <laughs> do glasses. you drive? I'm. I mean, I'm not. I I haven't been able to go get my Colorado driver's license because I was told when I got my last Montana one that if I wasn't wearing my. But yeah, the point. No, I'm. I mean, yes, I I have a license. If if, if the well, officers gave like field vision tests, I am would I pass? shook no. right now and don't even know what well, to say. So let's continue talking about fantasy I broke football. Them. I'm talking about. I broke him at the Nebraska game when there was the rush on the field. I just looked uh, down. It's like, oh, the glasses that were clipped in my shirt. One arm's missing. Yeah. It's not like you're gonna find it on a football field packed with crazy college kids. Nope, that's not happening. And they, uh, I still wore them. They upkeep those fields pretty well. They so, do. Uh, that was gone not too long after that. Um, in his ninth and final season, though, Jim Brown ran for 1,500 yards. Well, 1,544 and 17 touchdowns. Yeah, see? So, yeah. I mean, it's not the 1,800 yards he had in year eight. No, seven. How many games is that in? Uh, 14. Jeez. <laughs> what a freak. Yeah. My God. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if Jim Brown can do it, why can't Derrick Henry do I mean, it? Truly, I don't know. Like, if that's what we're putting on him, I'm kind of fine with it. But I think that's really your, your you know, it's Kamara, it's McCaffrey, obviously. Cook's going to be there. And Henry is your top four going into the next year. I think I, I found a better way to say it. Like, I don't know when Derrick Henry's going to be bad. Eventually, everybody becomes bad. But I do know that I trust him enough to be willing to just accept the year that I have him and yep. he is bad. Like, right. oh. There it was. Right. There it was, and I'd rather be too late than too early on him. I like that. Yeah, yep. you're along for the ride, and just uh, like a defender, you un- yeah, truly. And you're you you understand that at some point it'll end, but that's okay. Yeah. Any other calls from the running back section, or even extending out to the wideouts and uh, QBs that you are particularly. That stand out um, to you one way or another. I you know, suppose. I think that you not having Clyde Edwards-Elair in in your top ten was was an impressive call. I think everybody got really carried away with the Clyde Edwards-Elair hype. Um, a little carried away, it's true. And he wound up being running back eighteen. And part of the reason is he only played thirteen games, but on per game average, let's see, per game he's down in the twenties somewhere. So I mean that was a that was a great call on your part. Um, what about let's see how did Austin Eckler finish? Yeah, see that that was a that, that was, was a, a miss from you. Yeah, it was a bad call. He didn't play enough, and I do think Eckler in this year has kind of shown us, you know, the top dudes. You know, guys like Kamara, guys like um, McCaffrey, mm-hmm. even CQL. It's a real benefit they're receiving ability. Mm-hmm. It, for Eckler, it's obviously a real benefit. That's kind of the, it's just the overwhelming majority of his value. So he is the first running back where PPR or non PPR makes a huge difference. 
where you're taking him. It's going to make like a two, three round difference, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he's a safe-ish option as at running back if he can stay healthy, which this was the first year where he really missed any time. But again, it's it's like starting a wide receiver at running back. That's kind of his appeal. But that's also, it's going to limit his ceiling some because he's not going to get those 20 carries and have 100-yard rushing games. That's just not who he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Um, and he finished per game, I think, 15th. Josh Jacobs was 14th. Jonathan Taylor was 13th. That's some impressive stuff. Um, up there. We had a bet on that. Who else really surprised us? I mean, Aaron Jones was number five on a per game basis. Yeah. James Robinson, call. obviously, is the big one. Dude, number seven, plus he did it James the whole Robinson season. James Robinson had a huge year. David Montgomery, frankly, did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, Montgomery seemed like a good fantasy player, bad real football player. Remember, we did that game at one point this year. Um, mm-hmm. But he's slowly, since the bye week, week 11, he's turned into a good football player and a really good fantasy player. Um, 103 rushing yards, 72 113, 146, 95 rushing yards with uh, six touchdowns in those games and also holding his own as a receiving back as well. I think David Montgomery, in my eyes, has done as much as just about anyone in raising his fantasy stock. Um, Yeah, I guess short of James Robinson. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Kareem Hunt, another guy that belongs in that conversation, running back eight on the season. Big time. Um, and also, I mean, Antonio Gibson, the rookie, 13th. Yep. yep. It will be interesting to see what happens to Mike Davis, too. As somebody who was the, I mean, the, the 12th best running back this year. Yeah. Um, with Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's back next year. I'm not sure what his contract looks like, but he could be somebody who finds himself a role somewhere. You'd think he looked outstanding this year. I mean, mm-hmm. him and James Robinson have just been really, really good running backs in real life. Um, yeah, you're right. It'll be really interesting to see Mike Davis, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, that whole Carolina offense, what they do at quarterback is going to be interesting. I'll definitely be monitoring them and kind of have my eye on like a buy low candidate. So Mike Davis is in, uh, is a completely unrestricted free agent this off season. So probably new team. Yeah. I mean, he could be a fascinating it's, but he's just in such a tough spot because there's so many good free agent running backs. I and I know a lot of them got extensions during the season, but I think there's still plenty left on the market. Yeah. Well, and then we saw the emergence of A.J. Dillon. That's starting. So what do you do as an Aaron Jones owner in keeper leagues or dynasties? Does that impact you? I think it certainly does. Mm-hmm. And you have to be a bit reluctant about Aaron Jones going forward. I mean, there's... That's the thing about running backs, why you need to really, in redrafts, really go hard after them. But in dynasties and keepers, you got to be ready to move on quickly because uh, their shelf life is, I mean, minuscule. Yep. Absolutely minuscule. Um, What about receivers, Hank? We had our guys, kind of our favorite guys in, in the top 20, and we'll get into some of those with some bets. Um. I got to say, a lot of those on my side, you know, Julio, uh, eh, not great. Mm -hmm. Thielen Lockett, very nice calls. McLaurin, A.J. Brown, they had their moments. I'd say my best call was that as a sleeper, I had D.K. Metcalf, and he uh, 
he has arrived and become one of the elite wide receivers in the NFL and certainly in all of fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great call. And I mean, where did he finish the season? Number five. Yeah. I mean, he was leading it a lot of the way. I mean, it's just those crazy finishes for Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill and Stephon Diggs that really change things. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the, the Seahawks passing offense yeah. has kind of fallen off. It has. Yeah. But still, DK has been an incredible story. I wonder if kind of Chase Claypool could be that guy who makes that jump next year. It's possible. That's a freak. Got to see a quarterback, though. He follows that same profile, yeah. right? He yeah. is a freak. But, yeah, what happens if, like, Big Ben's not there? I mean, I mean, he's, he's probably in better shape, maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe. who knows? Who knows? Maybe. And, I mean, you you were high on Sutton. Obviously, that didn't work out. That's a guy yeah. I'd buy low on next year. You were high on LaVisca Chenault. That's another guy I'd buy low on um, going into next year. And... uh you were high on Cooper Cup. Yeah. That hasn't totally worked out. I mean, he's been fine and all, but it hasn't been. Let's see. I know. It's it's kind of tough when you just read these names. It's like Cooper Cup. There were some really big weeks at points. There were also some struggles. He finishes wide receiver 24. Um, I had him as one of my favorite guys in the top 20. Obviously, he's a borderline top 20 guy. Um mm- it wasn't a great call. It wasn't a bad call. Just kind of shook out the way that Cooper Cup probably should have shaken out. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I will say this. C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, two really impressive rookies. T. Higgins and Chase Claypool, guys right behind them. Um, those are guys I'll be high on next year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Sure. Um. Who else? I mean, Tyler Lockett, I, I feel good about that one. Chris Godwin really disappointed. He finished as, what, 30, 38 here? He only played 11 games. Yeah, Tampa Bay was kind of a disaster fantasy-wise. Yeah. No, I mean, except for kind of Tom Brady, who outperformed what I thought. And, you know, honestly, Mike Evans, better than I thought, too. And there's some yeah. garbage time stats or whatever in there, but he made it happen. He, uh... He's found a way somehow, some way. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have for receivers. Henry, if we were to move on to the next segment, but first I were to tell you you had a special shout-out to make, what would you say? I would say I wish that I had been prepared for that special shout-out uh, because the him. thing is, usually I can, uh, I can like fake the first couple yeah, of words, yeah, but yeah. the thing is, today I can't fake the first couple of words. Because uh, the first couple of words are totally different than what the first couple of words... Docs. Oh, That's what's, I couldn't even figure out. I was trying to just fill time. I couldn't remember. It's, it's Google Docs. Google Docs. Docs. I, it, I always think like... And then they have their own version of Excel too. And it's like, what do they call their spreadsheets? Like, oh, I just... I, why? Yeah. It, it is sheets. Oh. I, everything is so cutesy so right now. It's like, oh. why can't you just tell me this is where our spreadsheets are? Just every name could just be a sentence. Truly. I don't know. Does everything need to be so docs. cutesy? Probably not. Just, I don't know what a better word for docs would be, but I, I don't know. I can never remember. Mm. 
Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Okay. He'll uh, He'll find it. While the holiday season may be winding down, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action, and there's no better place to get in on all of this action than with DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, it was America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't tried our or tried out DraftKings Sportsbook, what What are are you you waiting for? What are you doing? To celebrate this year's college football playoffs, DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the championship at 100 to 1 odds. Dang. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any semifinal team to win the championship, and if your team wins, you cash $100. Well, we're all excited wow. for football, let's not forget the 2021 basketball season just That's kicked off, now. so head to the app now to check out all of DraftKings' daily odds boosts. DraftKings is safe secure and reliable making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience so download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all that's code dnvr for new players to get a shot at 100 on any semifinal team this week uh, for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That's incredible. What an offer. Yeah. Am I crazy for loving Clemson in that? I, uh, we got to talk about it on the draft pod. Yeah. Bets uh, is next. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I uh, guess that's not really a today topic on Bets. Sign up, DMVR Broncos podcast. You'll see our draft pods. We talk all sorts of college football picks. We'll get into that hardcore um, whenever we do that next. Yep. Okay, Hank. Time to settle up some bets. We've had bets all year. You were entrusted to come up with some. I imagine you didn't come up with any. I have, however. Um, look at look at that. Look at that. Oh, wow. Um, that's just great stuff. That is such good stuff. So it turns out that I never wrote down any of the bets all year. Uh-huh. Because I, I, I do think at some point somebody must have told me to, like, hey, write that down. But at the same time, like, I I don't think it was very often because, right, you right, know, right. we know our roles here. Oh, and yeah, my role totally. is not remembering things. I will say... <laughs> Um, that I just searched bets in my note along with a couple of other words I thought could pop up. And one note I have just says, write your bets on your shirt. (laughs) That's all it says. I don't know what the context was. I don't know what the point would be. I just thought that that was an idea that should be, should be, remember, do we have a date on this? Uh, August 26th. I I found mine by searching Hank. Oh, that's oh, oh, yeah. your name. Oh, wow. If I it. search Dre, I'm going to have Is way it, too many notes. Wasn't that great? Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what we've got. We've made lots of bets, some that we can trace back, others that are lost in mm-hmm. ether. If you're listening, reach out, let us know. We'd love, uh, you know, we'd love to hear uh, your recollection of facts um, as it pertains to the show. And the bets. Let's start with some more recent ones, though, Henry. So you said, and you're my half-point PPR guy. You're my half-point yeah. PPR guy. So you're going to have to help me saddle up? Settle that... up. Nope. It was just on the graphic tray. Settle up. Saddle well, up is like riding I a horse. I Googled it to come up with the and name it said of this up? segment, and it said settle, which is why oh. that segment is, in fact, as you pointed out, like that. But yeah. 
Just me or have I heard saddle up? Only when talking about horses. Okay, not betting. No. Okay. I don't even think go. any other animals. You like a camel? On week going into week 15, we had two bets related to the fantasy football playoffs. I thought that one Nick Chubb would have more fantasy points than Jonathan Taylor weeks 15 and 16. You said Jonathan Taylor in a half point PPR. I know in a full PPR who was right in a half point PPR who was correct, Henry. In a half point PPR. And, uh, talk us through the numbers. Talk okay. We, we can talk all about the numbers. Um, so over the last two weeks, yeah. Nick Chubb yeah. had a 14.4 uh, points per week mm. in half point PPR. Okay. Jonathan Taylor. 18.5. I got you by a full 4.1 points per week, Dre. That's outstanding. Jonathan Taylor has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. Honestly, if we would have handicapped this going into that week, what, Nick Chubb's probably like minus 130? Well, and, and the thing is, we probably didn't, I mean, at the time, we didn't know that the Steelers' defense was going to fall off like it has. I mean, not even just the defense. Like, the team as a whole, and it isn't even that the defense is playing all that much worse, but they're in worse situations. Well, and they're more injured, and you're right. They're worse run defense because all of a sudden, they're not nursing leads the entire time. So teams can actually run on them in the second half. The other bet we had was Devontae Adams versus Tyreek Hill. Can you guess what side of that bet you were on in the uh, playoffs? Uh, I was on the Tyreek Hill side. You were, and... I don't know why either. I've been pounding the table about Devontae Adams being the best receiver all year. I saw a couple huge weeks. I mean, okay, five good weeks in a row. Five, like, 16-plus weeks. weeks. Yep. Um, as it turned out, though, Devontae Adams was about twice as valuable <laughs> as Tyreek Hill was. Tyreek Hill coming in as wide receiver 24 in those two weeks, 11 and a half points per week. Devontae Adams, wide receiver three, 22.7 points per week. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I did get you by, by like a decent amount in Jonathan Taylor versus Nick Chubb, but you blew me out of the water by taking Devontae Adams over Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it all happened uh, last week, 43 points by Devontae in full PPRs. So... <laughs> That's what got us. Um, okay, so there you go. A little recent fantasy playoff bets settled there. Uh, we've got that taken care of. Now, some season longs. I said Adam Thielen would be a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. You said he would not. In full PPR, if I'm not mistaken, he was 10th. On the money, not per average points mm-hmm. per game, but in full points per game. Half point PPR, he was wide receiver eight. And and when I saw this in the notes, I was like, oh, there's a win right there. That's that's an easy win for me. I but thought no, so too. But but Thielen was a top ten receiver. It just doesn't feel like it no. because he's it's been so so awful over the last few weeks. Well, like the fact that Tyler Lockett isn't and Adam Thielen is. Yeah. How many fantasy players could you survey and would be able to guess? I don't think anybody would have guessed that. No, because Lockett was so hot. They were so hot there for a while. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I I guess part of it, Thielen had 25 points in the first week. So mm -hmm. when you have that, and I guess that's, that's even standard. 
but that that week one was his best week of the season, and that just feels so long ago. When really, like on his per game, per game, like that's worth a full another game to him. Like in terms of the averages, like well, the value on of a it. per game basis, he was top ten as well, right? Um, yeah, we guess so. Yeah, he is in full PPR. So, um, and yeah, wow. he wow, was I'm, one, two, three. Four. I'm feeling great about myself. He was tied for sixth um, in half PPR per game. And then you know we had a fun. Houston Texans, who would be the <sighs> highest scoring wide receiver? Um, you had Kenny Stills and were never even in contention. Oh, no. I was in the lead basically the entire year with Will Fuller. Guy closed the gap with Brandon Cooks at the very end and has me by four points in full PPR. I hope that's different in half point, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Stills was not a factor. Well, yeah, I know, but I know Kenny still. Well, and what happened was, uh, I think. Can you tell me the Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks rankings? Oh, sorry. Um, Will Fuller, 162 points, 14.8 per game. Brandon Cooks, 157 points, 11.2 per game. So there you go. That could still be in play this final week. Yes. Wow. And to clarify, what happened was, I'm pretty sure I started this with a take like. You have no idea which Texans receiver is going to wind up being the guy this season. And and then you took Will Fuller and then Guy took uh Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. And I was like, well, th- this wasn't necessarily the best. <laughs> but and then I was like, sure, I'll take Kenny Stills. And I think that that kind of thing happened to me a little bit too much. I should have been a little firmer in my bets. We also had a Kenny Galladay to be a top 10 wide receiver. That didn't happen. He wasn't even like a top 50 wide out. No, I mean, we're... Injuries, Lions, offense, a lot. I mean... That was a mess. You don't get credit for the Lions offense being a mess. I'm, that was a mess. I, I, I was confident that that offense was yeah, going to be a mess. And you everybody thought it was great. I also remember saying the that the Bears and Packers... Mm. The Packers were going to be a really good team, and the Bears were going to be the we're next best the team Packers. in the division. Did you that... remember saying that? What? You remember saying that? Oh, yeah. I was all over it. Then everybody else was like, oh, no, the Vikings and the Lions. I was like, yeah, I love the Vikings. No. I was right. I was right about the Bears and Packers. Doesn't feel like uh, very fantasy related. You were very wrong about the Patriots, though. So I just have a bad feeling. Oh, that's true. But for the most part, I mean, I I feel pretty good about how I handled this year. You know what I was most wrong about? What? The Broncos. (laughs) <laughs> that was just terrible. That was terrible. It just didn't work out. Just wasn't meant to be. I mean, just wasn't meant to be. It was meant to be to do this podcast. I really appreciate, you know, our sponsors, our producers, mm-hmm. you, Hankster, uh, you know, everyone involved in making this pod happen. Uh, you know, it's really been nice. So we will, I'm sure, be back for some offseason stuff. We will still, for the few weirdos out there who are playing fantasy football in week 17. Fire your commissioner. <laughs> Fire your commissioner. We will still do start sits because we, we, we don't take a break. And there'll be this will be a weird one to navigate because there will be some teams sitting people out, right? Like I'm seeing Mason Rudolph starting already. Um, oh, a, did you? I mean, Mason I believe Rudolph it. Rudolph starting? Yikes. Yeah, Mason Rudolph uh, is starting week 17. Jared Goff got elective surgery to try and be ready for the playoffs. So yeah. we're getting a 
AAF quarterback starting for the Rams. Lots of weird stuff going on. I love AAF quarterbacks. I love AAF quarterbacks. Hear, hear. Truer words have never been spoken, frankly. So anyways, we will still be doing that from a fantasy perspective. Chiefs should be benching everybody. You would assume. You would assume that would. If be not, smart. they deserve an injury. I mean, nobody deserves. An injury, Whoa! <laughs> I mean, in the way that anybody could. Like, uh, we wish you good season tidings, and not what Henry just said. Uh, Happy New Year to you all. Thank you for following along, and uh, yeah, stay tuned for more to come in the off season and beyond.